Maggie and Kyle are dating and cohabitating. For some reason, they think this gives them the right to advise other people about their relationships, as if they have it all together. I once saw Maggie eat at two Taco Bells in a row, and Kyle has a crippling cookie addiction. If you want my advice, don't follow their advice. Roommate lovers, folks, boy, oh boy, are we going to have yeah. a good one for you today. This is a podcast where we, a real couple, are mm. going to answer questions about being together, about being in love, about being in the same house. Oh, wow. About yeah. bees. Bees. About um, Beatrice Potter, the famous children's book author. What? Beatrice Potter. Okay, I really thought that was a Harry Potter thing. I'm Kyle, and I think candy corn is a vegetable. I'm Maggie, and I only eat candy corn. Okay. Right. You went first and I liked it because then I kind of just riffed off here. It was sort of That's like what riff. I do every time. Yeah. yeah. I know. I see what it's like. Yeah. I just sort of. I, so, so what happens is you just poach off of me. See, now that now what I see, because that's what I've done is I've poached yeah, off of you. Sure. So I see okay. it's like, oh, let me think about My whole I'm life is think. just, you know, really waiting on other people and jumping on board, you know? Aww. Yeah. Aww. So it's a spooky time here mm. in the world, right? Spooky scary. Yes. Boys becoming men. Men becoming wolves. And um, so a couple of weeks ago, we asked listeners about what was the worst sibling ha- okay. Halloween costume the for worst, couples. For couples. Yes, What's for the couples? worst Halloween costume, couples costume that's actually siblings when yes. you think about it? Uh, we did an Ask the Audience. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them I see here, Jamie and Cersei Lam. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this program of Roommate Lovers to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. At 20 minutes before 8 Central Standard Time, Professor Jones of the Dearborn Observatory just outside of Chicago, Illinois, reports observing several explosions of incandescent gas at regular intervals on the planet Mars. The spectroscope indicates the gas to be a hydrogen gas and moving towards the Earth with enormous velocity. Professor Oak of Northwestern University confirms Jones's observation and describes the phenomenon as, quote, a deep white flame, gone as quickly as it was, unquote. We now take you back to your regularly scheduled comedy advice podcast, currently in progress. From Chicago, my roommate always leaves her dirty underwear in the bathroom. Only the underwear. A, what is happening? And B, how do I make it stop? Right. Okay. Well, here's what you do. You know saran wrap? Yeah. You're going to take that and you're going to put it all over the bathroom floor. (laughs) You're going to wait for her to get home. Don't say anything. (laughs) Don't say anything. You wait for her to get home. You, oh, I forgot to say, you yeah. put hot glue all over the saran wrap. Ladies and gentlemen, following on the news bulletin given a moment ago, the Governmental Astronomic Commission has requested that the large observatories of the country keep their eyes to the sky for any more astronomical disturbances on the surface of the planet Mars. Due to the unusual occurrence of this event, we have arranged an interview with Dr. Kennecott at Seneca Lake Observatory just outside of Rochester, New York. We now return you to this, quote, comedy, unquote, podcast. And that's how I know ghosts are real. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. I what? Saw, yeah. What does that mean? I mean, I've told you the story. Everyone's heard. Everyone has just heard it right now. I'm having a hard time. I feel like you need to say it again. You're I don't telling repeat me myself. You don't repeat yourself. Mm-mm. Well, this is news to me. If they want to hear it, they can just go back. We are ready now to take you to Seneca Lake Observatory, where our correspondent James D. Heck will interview the famous astronomer, Dr. Kennecott. We take you to that interview now. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm RLN correspondent James Don Heck. What, Don Heck? James Don Heck. Ah. And the other voice you just heard is that of Dr. Kennecott, 
the astronomer who discovered the famed Shelder constellation. To paint you a picture, I'm standing here right now in a large semicircular room, pitch black except for an oblong split in the ceiling. Through this opening, I can see a sprinkling of stars. The ticking sound you hear is the vibration of the clockwork. I ask you to please be patient, ladies and gentlemen, during any delay that may arise during our interview. Dr. Kennicott may be interrupted by telephone or other communication. Doctor, may I begin our discussion? Anytime, Mr. Heck. Doctor, can you tell our radio audience exactly what you see when you look through the telescope tonight? Nothing unusual at this moment. At this time, the surface of Mars looks entirely normal. And what do you say of the gas explosions that were happening at regular intervals on the surface less than an hour ago? Heck, I cannot account for it. For the benefit of our listeners, how far is Mars from the planet Earth? Approximately 40 million miles. Oh, excuse me. Just a moment, ladies and gentlemen. Someone has handed a note to Dr. Kennicott. While she reads it, let me remind you that we are speaking to you from the observatory in New York at Seneca Lake, where we are speaking with the famed Dr. Kennicott, who proved which shelter constellation was, in fact, the real one. One moment, please. The doctor has passed me a message, which she just received. May I read this to our audience, doctor? Of course. This note, recently wired to Dr. Kennicott from Professor Kuhn Metzler of the Sleepy Hollow New York Observatory. Quote, 9.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Cosmograph registered a shock of almost earthquake intensity occurring within a radius of 20 miles from Apple Juice State Park. Please investigate. Signed, Professor Kuhn Metzler. Unquote. Dr. Kennicott, could this occurrence have anything to do with the disturbance observed tonight on the surface of the planet Mars? Hardly, Mr. Heck. This is likely a meteor of unusual size, and the timing of these two things a mere coincidence. Thank you, Dr. Kennicott. We now return you to your regular entertainment if you can call what these two do entertaining. Farts, 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 yeah, farts. Oh, it's trivia time. So which fart is the biggest fart? Is it A, butthole, B, anus, C, Ladies and gentlemen, here is the latest bulletin from the Transatlantic News. Professors in Upper New York have confirmed three explosions occurring on the surface of the planet Mars between the hours of 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This does, in fact, confirm earlier reports observed by Professor Jones of the Dearborn Observatory just outside of Chicago. It has been reported that a large meteor has landed on a barn just outside of Apple Juice State Park. We have dispatched a special mobile unit to the scene of impact. We will have our field correspondent bring you a word picture of the scene as soon as the feed is ready. Until then, we have Princeton's own Dr. Jerry Swanson in studio. Swanson is a scientist at Princeton University and a mailman on the weekends. Dr. Swanson, we go to you now. Thank you very much. Just to clarify, it's not Jerry, it's Jesse. Okay. Early reports show that... I'm sorry, we have to cut you off. We take you now to the farm just outside of Apple Juice State Park, owned by a Ross Bisco. Our special field correspondent, Rachel Verde, reports from where the fallen object has landed on the ground. We take you there now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is special correspondent, Rachel Verde, on location. I've brought along with me astrophysicist Professor Rob Michael. Look at that. I don't know where to begin. I just got here. I haven't had a chance to look around just yet. Yes, I believe that is it. That's the thing directly in front of me, half buried in the deep pit. It must have struck with terrific force. Mounds of black dirt lay beside it, splintered with what looks like branches from a tree. It must have struck on impact. Although it's dark, the moon is reflecting a great deal of light off this partly cloudy night. I believe this is an apple farm. Yes, I can see apple trees in the distance just beyond the pit. And the thing in the pit does not look so much like a meteor, or at least the meteors I've seen. 
But a large metal cylinder, still glowing from impact, I assume, a deep white, well, I, I'm not sure. As you may be hearing, police have arrived on the scene and begun to rope off this area, attempting to keep locals at bay, proving to be a somewhat futile effort. A group has begun to congregate near the news vehicle as well. With me now is Mr. Bisco, owner of this farm. Mr. Bisco, sir, I'm sorry, could you step aside? Is this your farm, sir? Yes. A, a little louder and closer to the mic. Yes, it is. Can you tell us what you saw at first? I heard. Uh, well, I was inside when I first heard a sound. Uh, whirring like a finger on the rim of a wine glass. So I stuck my head out the window and I saw this white light. And as quick as that, the thing crashed through my barn and into one of my apple trees. And what did you see after that? Uh, well, I reckon the light sort of burned itself into my eyes. For a few minutes, I had to regain myself. And I tried blinking away the white mark, but... Uh, no luck. And then? And then I reckon I was talking to you. Thank you, Mr. Bisco. Uh, the crowd is now attempting to push past the police line again. State police have now arrived on scene as well. One gentleman is fighting with an officer. Looks like it's a no-go. Now, ladies and gentlemen, something I haven't mentioned yet, but it's becoming more distinct. Perhaps you can hear it already in your radio. Listen, please. That sound is emitting from the fallen object. I'm not sure what it means. I may be wrong, but, but I can't help but feel that the object has in fact begun to glow more since it fell and, and has not cooled off as one may expect it to after impact. Professor Michael, can you explain the glowing? Well, most objects upon entering the atmosphere burn up, but if they do reach the ground, as expected, they are extremely hot, often emitting a glow. But the glow does usually recede. I cannot explain the- Something is happening now. The top of the object is beginning to move. Yes, the glow of the object is indeed getting brighter, illuminating the entirety of the area around it with a deep white light. The police have begun to step away, widening their perimeter. The object has opened. I, my view is being obstructed. If you could move aside. Yes, the object appears to be hollow. There is some sort of compartment inside. A gray smoke is emanating from it now. The crowd has begun to fall back. This is the most startling experience, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot find the words to describe it. The monster or whatever it is has begun to rise up out of the object. The police are shouting commands I cannot fully hear. We are moving back. I will take the microphone with me as I pull back. I, I have to hold description until I can take a new position. Hold on. You know what, Maggie? I'd actually like to use a phone a friend on this question, okay? And um, Okay, geez. I'm just not so aggressive. And um, you know what? We talked to this before, and I know you know about this, but it's it's very exciting. Um, we oh reached god, out. Oh my god, oh my god. He said yes. So we're, we're actually bringing on Luke Skywalker himself, Mark Hamill. Cool guy. Uh, Mark, can you hear us? Mark! We are bringing you an eyewitness account of the events at Bisco Farm in New York. We now return to special correspondent Rachel Vaday. Ladies and gentlemen, am I on? Ladies and gentlemen, I join you now from behind a short stone wall on the edge of the farm, up a slight hill where I can see the scene. The crowd has grown wild, most dispersing, but some now fighting with the police to break the perimeter. I can see the creature, the monster. It has begun to move. Yes, the smoke has mostly dissipated. I can see it. It's as large as a grizzly with a skin the color of wet mud. I haven't seen anything like it. It's a brute of a shape, a large round being. It seems to be expanding. The deep white light of the ship is growing. It has turned the night sky nearly to day. The monster's eyes are wild. They are moving. The police have drawn their weapons. They have opened fire. I'm sorry, it's making a sound. It's like the sound of a bull roar. The light is all around. It has grown blinding. I can't see much. I see two officers down. No, four. 20 yards to my right. The farmer's house has been set aflame. The creature is moving. All the officers are down. 
Ladies and gentlemen, due to circumstances beyond our control, we are unable to return to our broadcast from the events at Pisco Farm. Evidently, there's some difficulty with our remote feed with the team on location. However, we will return to that feed at the earliest opportunity. We do have an updated news bulletin from the SC National Dip Institute in Seattle, Washington. Quote, The explosions on the surface of Mars are nothing to worry about. Unquote. We now return to roommate lovers. Okay, well, uh, Google it. Google Fine, it if you I will. I will Google Just it. Just Google it. Google uh, you know I'm right. Dot Cheetahs go- have spots. That's what it is. It's not. Mm, is our Wi-Fi out? No. What? Let me see. Hang on. That's so weird. Yeah, Google. I don't have any service. Google's at all. down for. Jove's Car Radios. Enjoy the power of broadcast radio from the comfort of your automobile. You know it's quality when it's by Jove. Mary Harry's Lipstick and Rouge. Make your lips as red as the surface of Mars. FDR for president. Let's never let this guy leave. This is Jessica News from the Transatlantic RL, and we've received several reports that 85 individuals, including 50 police officers, lie dead in the field at Bisco Farm. Early reports are saying that a large deep white light was seen before the surrounding area burst into flame. The site of the initial impact now lays empty. The fallen object's whereabouts unknown. We now go to resident scientist Jerry Swanson. It's, it's actually Jesse, not Jerry. Okay. The initial reports are showing... I'm sorry, we have to cut you off due to another scientist here in studio. This is Jake Jennings from Science University. Professor Jennings. Thank you for having me. Reports have just come in from Seneca Lake Observatory. They are reporting that a gray smoke is present just before the white light shows up and engulfs everything in flame. What? Is it anything like this gray smoke? Oh, my. Oh, in the studio there's... Gray smoke that's here. coming through the windows in the vents. I'm sorry. R- run. Save yourselves. I'm sorry, folks. We won't be able to continue. Ladies and gentlemen, we are having technical difficulties. We return you now to your original programming, which is a totally unique and not completely overdone podcast idea where two people answer advice questions in a funny way. Roommate lovers. Hey, what's that smoke? All right, and it's time now for our last question, yeah? Okay. Um, this one comes to us from alias worst roommate haver. Okay. From Over the Moon. My roommate is the worst. They are driving me crazy. They never do their half of the chores, and they are always using my things. Please help me, roommate lovers. If I can't get this fixed soon, I think I might just leave this planet. I might just go and find a new planet to call my room. I'll arrive in a big metal ship and release a bunch of gray smoke and then a blinding light which sets everything aflame. Once I clear out the population, I'll live there by myself and not... Have any roommates, please uh, respond ASAP. And Kyle, you have experience in not doing any chores. You want to weigh in on this one? Yeah, very, very funny. Um, wait, what's that gray smoke? By Jove, yeah, it's by Jove. You know it's quality when it's by Jove. I'm gonna buy Jove. 